Hi, intuitive listeners. In today's episode, I invited Hannah back from episode two when we talked about paying attention and all the magic of angel numbers and signs and things. (laughs) Today, we go into the art of asking, how we can interact with spirit, how we can play around with angel numbers, and what we've learned along the way. We both share some updates on how we play with angel numbers and signs and everything about us and um, go into some of our learnings. I believe that we are always the student and the more that we can share all of the learning lessons along the way, we can lift each other up. We hope you enjoy. Ooh, angels are coming in strong. (laughs) I actually felt your Gemini coming in strong. Really? Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here back on the podcast, Hannah. It is so good to have you back. Um, I'm now in Columbus, Ohio, so I've made quite the jump from Hood River when I was there last fall when we first recorded, and you're still in Denver. Denver. And I remember last time we talked, you were... um, I, I kept wanting to like bop the tops of the trees because you mentioned that the tops, the trees were all changing. It was fall and now things are like coming in full spring. <laughs> yes, it's so true. We went through like a cycle of a couple seasons now. It's amazing. And I know the seasons of ourselves have gone through quite the shedding and a lot going on too with those season changes. We giggle to cope. <laughs> we yes, we giggle to cope. I mean life is just a joke in like a in a you know playful way. It's just fun to uh yeah. Well, I'm grateful to have you at least through all of the challenges of the last few seasons. <laughs> so, same. Um, so I wanted to bring you back to dive back into angel numbers. Part of me honestly wanted some sort of this like uh, redemption or I don't know what the right word is to call it, but listening back on the podcast, even like weeks later, I'm like, oh, that poor girl, like she was, you know, I I just heard a lot of what I said and I was so in the story of the angel numbers and everything. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, am I a Disney character? And like say like all these things, I still feel that way. And I think the beautiful thing of like experience and practice with angel numbers and the, t- the span of time has been like, I still feel like a Disney character. I still feel like signs and things show up in that very like, euphoric and magical and fairyland kind of way um but my my experience of the signs and angel numbers has shifted in some way um into experiencing them in in more like depth um and also allowing things to kind of just be around and like less attachment like there's there can still be excitement without that sort of like need like you know sometimes I see a sign so going back to the podcast one thing that we talked about in the last one I was talking about um, a vehicle that I was going to live out of and I was talking about how I kept feeling like I was going to buy a bus (laughs) and I would say that or I would think that in my mind I'd be thinking about buying this bus and I'd see an angel number of 222 and the eagle flew over I, I talked about this whole story um and it really is it is all a story And what was beautiful about it as it's unfolded was like the more that I surrendered to those signs and it was so encouraging and so playful through that journey of finding this vehicle that I was going to live out of. Um, But the more that I surrendered to 
all of those signs that actually like guided me to the vehicle that I was meant to be in. Um, so it wasn't that bus, it was, ended up being, you know, a van and, and like, it was better than I could have expected or could have imagined it being. Um, so yeah, wanted to bring all of this back to talk with you about how, what your experience has been like. Um, and even, yeah, just what is it, what are angel numbers? How are they kind of showing up for you? What is it feeling like? And then we can kind of talk a little bit about um, the art of asking. <laughs> the art of asking. <laughs> oh, where to start with that? I think very similarly with you, the last few months has been a practice of detaching expectations and the story from the numbers, um, because there's something when it first came into my life that it was so magical and it was so, um, it was so supportive, but in a way I was looking at it for answers. And so if I saw my numbers, um, for me, it was like nine, one, one <laughs> and 11, 11, I would attach a question to when I saw that number to create an answer for myself if that makes sense. Um, and then in doing so, you create an expectation. And so not to say that that's wrong, but it's kind of just the way I was practicing it in the past. Um, and lately it's shifted so much more into, you know, the numbers I see now are still like 911, 11, 11, 56 and 19. And they all mean very different things to me, but it's less so an answer. And it's more just a feeling of support. And so there was a point in my life when I would use the word, the number 56, it came through when I was going through a big transition with career and life and moving here, that I would see it as like breadcrumbs, like, yes, in this direction, in this direction. And maybe that was true. Maybe it wasn't. And I was prescribing that. Um, whereas lately, there's been a release of that. And it's more like when I see 56 now, the timing is still impeccable, but it's more just a feeling of support that I get rather than an answer. And using that to be like, I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm seeing it in this time, in this place, as I'm thinking about this thing, and I'm exactly where I need to be. And there's a level of support and love and comfort that comes through that rather than me starting to search for answers in the numbers that are coming through. That's such a good way to put it. I think um, I often find myself, I, I like to pause if I, if I see a sign or a number or like, you know, bird flies into my window or whatever, if I catch myself in the mind, like immediately responding with what does this mean? And oh my gosh, what was I just doing? What was I, you know, like all caught in that. I'm not in the heart. I'm not in the receipt, like the true depth of receiving. Um, it, it gets so quickly pulled into the mind. So I can agree or I can align with a lot of what you're saying um, where, yeah, it does become that practice of just allowing it to kind of be there. And it feels like we're, we are almost like harmonizing with everything around us too. I love that so much. I see it as like a piece of the whole story, you know, or as, as you know, we talk about a lot, like we're interwoven into the fabric of this universe. So as we're living life and as we're feeling intuitively called to be at a certain place or to move at a certain rhythm, the angel numbers come in and you're kind of like, you're dancing with it and you're like, oh yeah, this feels supportive. Like I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And this feels really supportive. And sometimes for me, I think it's just like a drop uh, for my guides to remind me that they're there. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it feels like a supportive, like hug. And sometimes it feels like a hello. 
<laughs> yeah, like when the bird flew into my window the other day. That was oh, a big yeah. hello. <laughs> I told you there's a bird flew into my face at the Columbus Zoo. What? No, I felt like I got punched by something and I looked at Andrew and I was like, what was it? Because a bird just flew into your face. Oh my gosh. I think you've had a few bird things happen, right? Yeah, they just fly so close to me. And my theory is that they think I'm one of them. So they just think <laughs> you are. You are a bird. They're like, why isn't she flying? Oh my gosh. It reminds me. I think I, I sent you a text a few weeks ago. <laughs> I lately, like it was like anytime I would look at the bird flying in the air, I'd be like the second I meet eyes with this bird, I'd watch it poop. And I'm like, what, <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this theme? <laughs> and I sent you a screenshot. I'm like Googling spiritual meaning of bird pooping. <laughs> it's just <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. It's like, look at me. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so I am curious in your experience with it all. So something that you know, because we talk every day that I've been through is like, when there were times that like signs would show up, and I would kind of watch them, uh, like my and it's almost like, I believe that everything that is coming up as a sign outside of us is something that's energetically alive within us, um, as within, so without is kind of the saying. And so when things would show up outside, I would like check in with my body. So there, you know, I went through a breakup and there were all of these signs, even when we first met through our relationship and then real hardcore at the end, um, there were all these signs that it would end at some point. And I was watching them and then I would check in with my body and I would like go through different parts of my body and I'd check in with my intuition and my intuition was aligned with what this sign was on the outside. It was like, yes, it's going to end or like things are not good or, you know, there's like something that you need here. Like my intuition was aligned with the sign. Um, but then I would go into my heart and my heart's like, ah, oh, we got all that we need. <laughs> like, we're, we're good here. Like there's love and whatever. So I'd go through and check in with different parts. And I, I chose the voice of my heart. I chose to continue with that and still noticing the signs um, and just kind of like experiencing it all. And then I felt like once things ended, it was more harsh. It was almost like, uh, like you saw these signs, like you knew it was going to come. And, you know, then I started, even as I'm saying that, it's almost like I was placing this shame on myself because I didn't listen. And then it was harder because I, you know, I didn't listen <laughs> ahead of time. I didn't listen to all the whispers and the nudges and everything. Um, and I was talking about this with a friend recently, and it's a Bible verse and a prayer of like, uh, like lead us on to temptation. And when you follow that temptation, whatever it may be, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a relationship, but you follow that temptation, it, it ends up, it leads you to this greater heartache. And that was, that's kind of what I feel I experienced. Um, and I did it for love, you know, <laughs> like I did it because there was love. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I don't regret um, not listening to the whispers. Um, I learned a lot. But yeah, I think in my experience with that, it, it led me into a lot of depression. It led me into a lot of pain, like physical pain, mental, like it was just every aspect of me, all the pillars were taken out from under me. Um, so yeah, I wanted to share that with our listeners and also ask 
in your experience, if you have had any times where, and you don't have to get all personal like I did, but if you have times like what shows up for you if you don't listen? Um, or I know we've joked about it where we're just like, yeah, universe, I'm fully surrendering. And then you're kind of like tiptoeing the other way. Like, I'm not really surrendering. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a practice. <laughs> it's a practice. And it's so hard because when our intuition tells us something, often it's because we know. And often it's because that's exactly what we're supposed to do. But that resistance is so hard. And sometimes I think our, our mind and our ego tells us we want something else. And so we go in that direction. But if there's like every time there's a snapback, every time there's a centering and a, oh, this is like, it's like a writing of the path where you like get a little lost, you veer off. And then like somehow you're going to end up on your path for yourself again. Not that everyone's path is the same, but and that's like where intuition is like, oh, stay here. Or like, you know, this is the path, go. And you're like, but I smell some strawberries over there and I'm just going to go smell those strawberries and like maybe BRB, but I don't think so. And then they're like, BRB, you're coming back. <laughs> this is such a good way to put it. <laughs> and I think there's like a, a thought, like a whole thing around like, well, was I meant to go down that path? And was it meant to get a little lost? Because like you said, it was so hard and coming back, you get cut and you get scraped and you fall and all this stuff. But who you are because of that is so different than if you had just stayed the path too. And so sometimes I'm like, maybe even our hearts know we are denying in this moment because that's the lesson we were meant to learn. Yeah, I got the goozies from that one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. And I think we've talked about it, like our paths are splintering. And like, maybe there's like, you know, the divine light that we are following, and we kind of come in and out. And as we do that, it's actually it feels like it's growing that that light and that main path, if you kind of go with that analogy. Um, but yeah, I think I think that definitely resonates. It's like, we we learn from listening to all those different parts. And for me, I, I think I mentioned this to you, like, I'm like, I love any opportunity that I get to like know a different part of myself or know a version of me in a different setting or new yeah. experience. I'm like all in. And so even with this, like going through the breakup that led to depression, I like, I didn't just like go through this like heartache from this relationship. I was like, let's take it to my childhood shit. Like let's go to like the deepest, darkest like parts of my soul. Like, I don't know. I'm like riding it down. And then I hit the freaking bottom and I'm just like, well, okay, pull me up. Like, you know, and what was interesting and uh, what I was reflecting on was like, because I went through that now, like as I'm, you know, it's been a few months and I'm still like coming back up. I've been dancing a lot more, you know, that's a real yeah. sign that I'm back, baby. <laughs> but as I've been sort of like climbing out of this darkness and this learning and this lesson, it's almost like I feel like I've been finding these parts of myself that I left behind the last time I went through that cycle. So as I'm climbing out, I even found old art that I did years ago of like these, this poetry that I wrote in 2020 uh, that I have like this whole poetry book. And it feels like that came up right now as I'm like climbing out. It was like, I left this behind as in this other part, the other time I was down in the, in the trenches, <laughs> you know, because that poetry and that, that art specifically 
was there for me when I was in another state of depression or in another you know cycle of this. So I don't know. I think it's really interesting. I agree with you. I don't think there's a right and wrong and there's like one path and whatever. I think we're meant to go off path. We're meant to get a little bit lost. And like every time we get lost, we find ourselves deeper. Yes. You know, I so agree. You know what I saw as you were describing that is like you built the ladder that brought you back up and how beautiful that is. Thank you for seeing it that way. Yeah. yeah. And you only build it by going there, you know? Um, and there's something, there's something to be said that like, if everything goes exactly as quote unquote planned, um, and you're on this perfectly paved road your entire life, like we don't get to meet the parts of us that come out when we're lost, or we don't get to meet the parts of us that come out when we're frustrated or confused or ridiculously happy any of that and so by way of i think like just creating all those different paths like we become fuller as a human because we get to know so many different parts of us mm -hmm. and allowing ourselves the grace when we do like ignore maybe the intuition because who knows maybe our like there's another layer of the intuition that's like ignore me because you're meant to learn this <laughs> I know part of me is like, am I just being a little shit? Like, I'll be like, oh yeah, I was meant to go against my intuition. Intuitively, I knew that. <laughs> this lesson was for me. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it's easier to say that in hindsight. than <laughs> it is. You're also like, whoa, I just went through like a tornado. <laughs> right. And like, Literally. in a sense, I chose to go through that. What the hell? <laughs> I love that you just used the tornado analogy because that was a sign that was showing up for me at the end of this relationship too. And it. then I was in Columbus with this person and there was a tornado warning and we, it like took us into the basement and I was just like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, the signs, you know, and that was something I was just like, I'm very aware that I am in a, like, I, I believe that everything in life is a metaphor. And I'm just like, metaphorically, like, you know, this tornado took me to the basement with this person. Like, I don't know. It was just so interesting. I have another friend who literally went to Death Valley, which is the lowest point in North America with this person that he was, you know, some sort of an interest with and like went through this really challenging time in Death Valley. And I'm just like, Jeez. life is really interesting how like when you pay attention to that kind of stuff. And I know we talked a lot in the last episode about the act of paying attention. Um, but when you pay attention to that kind of stuff, it really does become this like your our lives are a story. And it's fun to experience it in that way. At least I, I believe that it's fun to have that awareness, even as we're unfolding, because life is just a big unfolding. It is so, so true. And I just love sometimes how the universe can be that literal. It's like, oh, there's some tornado sounds out there. Um, we're going to put you in an actual tornado now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Must we? Yes, you must. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know, that's actually something I wanted to talk about with you because you and I have connected with one another's guides as well. Um, and I think with the signs and stuff that show up, how I mentioned, like the Disney character kind of playfulness for me, I feel like your guides are very serious or like, you know, come across a little bit differently. And I remember there was one day like months ago where we were connecting with one another's guides and you were cracking up and I'm just like, 
who are these people like yours are just so serious and you're like yep that's what I'm working with and- <laughs> like I can't stop giggling <laughs> yeah I was like welcome to my life like why do you think I just laugh by myself walking through the grocery store like my guys are hilarious <laughs> um but I'd love to kind of talk about that a little bit more and what that feels like for you um and even like maybe we kind of tie that into asking for signs and how we connect with our angels and guides and you know all that is around us because for me it's like it's it's so playful if I'm if I'm ever like getting super serious about a sign or feeling really like bogged down by something it's like something some weird shit then happens outside and I'm just like oh my god of course like you know I don't know the way that my guides interact with me is so playful and it's such a reminder for me to keep things light and playful um but I think it's a little bit different for you right (laughs) right they're like and you felt it too they're very um kind of ground they're ground shakers in a way and so (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm like there's got to be a playful one among the group right I'm just not sure but it just reminds me of Mulan it's like you have all the really serious ones but what's the little dragon yeah he's in there too (laughs) I'm like gong (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're very they're ground shakers and when they come through to me especially in those moments of the reminders it's like a it feels like a it how do I even describe it it just like it lands so hard and they're very, it's like a wise type of guidance, like a grounded wisdom, maybe is how they come through. Um, yeah. So how do you work with them? How do you, when do you feel called to ask or to communicate with them? And then how do you go about doing it? That's such a good question. I think it happens in a lot of different ways. And and part of it is just figuring out the way that works for us, because I know you do it so differently too. They're all beautiful. Um, I think for me, it started by not really even calling on my guides, but just writing and journaling in two different colors. So, and you know this, but I do like my thinking brain writing with a black pen. And then I would start to do some free writing in my blue pen. And like, once I released the thinking, the free just flowed out and I was like this free writing has a different voice this free writing talks in the third person like talks to me in the third person and there's a guidance coming through here that I want I want to meet them (laughs) and I truly believe our guides are also of us but you know I want to meet them and then like purposely going into a meditation to ask to meet them um and I and through that journey you know I have some who introduce themselves like Gore, who is this like massive, gentle gorilla, but gentle in the sense that they like shake the ground to protect it, to protect. Is Gore freaking, Gore saved me when we were in Utah. He showed up for me when I was meditating in our, on our backpacking trip. I was not doing well. He was there. He's a force. He's a a physical protect. I mean, there are times when I have been protected physically where it was not me. And I have felt Gore's presence through that every single time. It's so crazy. But um, yeah, Gore was the first one who showed up. And I just remember like nose to nose, I- I've been here since you were a child type of feeling. And then I had a couple come through through like Reiki sessions. You know, and Amisha, who has been on one of your other podcasts, unlocked that for me 
very much. Um, and then sometimes, and I think you might feel this too, but like you feel the presence of someone coming in during a phase in life where you're like, okay, like there's someone else, there's another energy coming in and I'm not familiar with them. And I would just ask. And there was one time when I was in a meditation and I'm like, wow, there's this like really wise, calm, like there's this calming sense of like multiple, like existent soul energy coming through. And I was like, what's your name? And they were like, it's Deshla. And I was like, I don't know what that name means, but it's gorgeous, first of all. <laughs> and like Deshla it has, has just been this like very wise presence that comes through. It almost feels like a soul voice for me in the way that I write feels like that voice. Um, and I think it's like, you can ask. You know, and sometimes they're like, oh, I'm not ready to meet you, maybe. But other times they're like, yeah, you're ready. And they step in. And I think you ask with, with the intention of just being open rather than asking to force a reception of something. And in that practice, the ask also changes too. Whereas, and I think you and I have talked about this, we're like, oh, well, like, wait, I'm hesitant to ask because what if it's egoic or... Like it's not meant for me or X, Y, and Z. And even that awareness alone is so beautiful. Um, and I remember even starting this practice, the ask would be, I really, really want this job. And I just really, really have this job. And I think that's okay. And that's great. And I actually still did that when I was um, looking for a job. Um, but then there's the ask of like, please let me be ready to accept everything that's meant for me. Like, can I be prepared to accept everything that's meant for me? And that ask feels so big because there's a level of surrender, but there's also a level of like preparedness now and asking your army to come like prepare you and be with you and support you as you're like stepping into what you don't fucking know <laughs> at all. <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, so many things stood out as you were talking. One thing that really was just like ringing was like you said that you believe that all of these guides, angels, everything that comes in is of us. And it reminded me like with Gore and your experience with like his like physical protection of like the energy that we are is so much greater than what we know and what our physical body is. It's so much greater. It's so much beyond what we can see with our physical eyes. And I love reflecting back to you. Like I love the way that you receive and how you hear things. I know I've come to you too, when I'm just like, hey, you know the name of this, like I, I feel this energy and you know their name and you're like, like you, it just comes through you. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so amazing for me. There's times when I go in asking um, and I'm almost like, I'm asking and I want you to give it to me the way she gets it. Like, you know, like I, I, I want you to come and tell me the name. Like I want to hear the name. And I've, I've been able to do that. Like, it's, yeah. you know, or it's come through where like freaking Elvis showed up when I was hanging out with my ancestors, I, there was like another energy there. And I'm just like, who's that? And they're like, Elvis. And I'm like, what? <laughs> And, you know, he's been great. He's been great. He shows up with peacocks. Like, I don't know. He's so great. <laughs> but, yeah, for me, something that I remind myself is, like, if I go in and I have an expectation or a need of, like, I need to hear it. Like, I need to hear their name or I need an answer. Then I don't get it. 
And the way that I actually receive more naturally is through, I think it's like um, Claire Cognizance or whatever, all the Claire's, I always forget the names, but it's like just through knowing. So sometimes I'll go into a meditation with the intent of, you know, asking for help or guidance or whatever. And I'll come out with, and I'll, I'll think like, and that's where you get in the thinking. I'll think, oh, I didn't receive anything there. I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. Like, you know, I didn't know. And then I'll be in the kitchen doing dishes and I'll have this knowing come through of the answer. And I'm like, oh, wait, I did receive there. Like, you know, and it's, I think it's just the act of like making space to listen and listening beyond our ears, listening beyond like hearing that name, seeing like, I do see visual. I have a lot more of the clairvoyance coming through a lot of visuals and fun stuff there. Um, but it's like every time I go in, I'm not like show me or tell me or whatever. It's just like I'm going to be here present to the whatever way you want to guide me. And then just opening that space feels so sacred and so special. And really, it just keeps expanding, I think, from there, too, without having that specific need. That is so beautiful. And it's a really hard practice to do that like really hard because I think our tendency is to want to get really specific, which is fine. And we can totally do that too. But there is this beauty in knowing that and knowing that we don't know anything in the sense of like, when we make the ask, like, I don't know what's actually in the works for me. I, I you know, I, I don't know. So to ask from a place of curiosity and the word you used was listen and a willingness to listen versus asking to seek a response is so different it's so true so i think also with even like seeing angel numbers and signs if you're asking and seeking a response that's that's the energy within and so if you're seeking the response you will start to see that answer that you want on the outside Absolutely. but if if you can like fully surrender it may guide you beyond what you think you want like i i thought i wanted a bus and then i was seeing two two twos and you know eagles and whatever and it's like that that was very supported but it was also so playful it was like sure you can get a bus <laughs> you know but also like what if you don't what if something like what if there's something greater and when i surrendered it led me to what i was you know what i feel i was meant to um so yeah it's so it's so interesting how i think it's so human to like want to have an expectation or a need or whatever when you go into asking for an answer because as humans if i were to ask you a question i would expect that you'd be, give me an answer or whatever but yeah. the way that like spirit communicates it's not so black and white there's not and we're not always meant to know things either a lot of i there's a song that i love um, that says like our journey is the offering our journey is our offering in life and when we can really embrace the journey, like we we learn so much and we can then like continue to give that to ourselves and give that to others. Oh my God, I really, really love that. I love that. And I think part of that's actually the evolution of learning to ask, you know, like just the, what came through as you were talking is like questions are so critical. Like the types of asks we make or just the questions we ask in human interaction can change the course of everything. And becoming proficient in that, whether it's spiritually or in our relationships, but learning to ask, learning to ask and learning to ask in your way 
Um, and to be open to listen in your way is it's, it's a discipline and it's a practice. So true. Uh, so what, what does your practice look like now? Are you still, are you still asking currently? I know that you, you got the job, you know, like you are, there's all the things, the things are coming into place and it was such a hard lesson for both of us through this past season of learning and releasing and full surrender and like, you know, let the river take us and all of that. Um, so now where you are right now, do you still have times that you're asking, like as you're in this new beginning as, you know, maybe not to say that things aren't so scary, but like the, the depth of the challenge is kind of passed in this cycle. Um, so I'm curious, like, as you're in a different part of this cycle, do you still ask and like, what is your, what is your communication and experience like with your guides right now? Yeah, right now, I would say that's a really good question. I, I still do the same kind of journaling um, and open writing. There's a lot of what I'm feeling is like an acknowledgement of you just went through what we like to call the suck. Like you went through it and you did you it. You went through the suck. <laughs> because before the suck started i remember driving my car and i was like the third song that i hit please let that be a message i need to hear right now very kind of broad ask hit the third i song. love being specific like that i'm just like yeah. send me an animal and then like a box will run across i'm like <laughs> dope <laughs> and the song that played was called the best is yet to come and i remember like grabbing the wheel and thinking, all right. So like, whatever, I need to remember this. I need to remember this. I forgot. I mean, I forgot it for a chunk of the three months because it was so dark. <laughs> and then as I was journaling a few weeks ago, it came out and it said, remember, it's still coming. Like, just because you got through this doesn't mean that like, like the, the, the end is like you just getting through it. Like there's so much good coming through what you just went through and remember that. Um, and that's like the, there's a lot of that kind of voice coming through in this moment. And I'll still make asks, you know? Um, and sometimes it's just like I'm walking and I, and it's a, honestly, I think more, it's a thank you. It's more like a thank you. Thank you. I didn't feel you as much the last three months because I was in my own suck <laughs> so deeply that I wasn't connecting to my angels as much. But something else that came out was like, we were there the whole time the entire time. And so just a reminder, you're not alone. We were there, we see you. Um, and now we're here to celebrate with you as you're coming out of this darkness. Uh, that's such a deep and comforting learning. Cause you know, we do go through cycles. I believe that we are with one with the seasons and everything. Like, it's not like this end it's, there's, I don't believe that there are true endings. And even as you go through this, this cycle and this, the end of this chapter, you're bringing that into new life with like how you're learning from it and helping others. And then, you know, we just continue to go around. Um, but it reminds me of like having these moments of reflection and gratitude. It's like the next time we go in, maybe it won't feel just as hard, you know, like as we continue to grow this relationship with our guides and our, our inner selves really, um, it becomes a little bit more, at least like comforting is what it feels like, you know, to know that though you were disconnected, you're reminded now that you're kind of through the cloud or out of the tornado for me, <laughs> um, that they were there all along. And mm -hmm. even though 
they were maybe, you know, you were in the swirl. Um, they were protecting the swirl on the outside. <laughs> it's so true. And how beautiful that is to know you're supported in every dimension. Every dimension. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. So we only have a few more minutes. So I'd love just to hear like, what else has been coming up for you lately in like spirit communication, spirit world, if there's any, um, I don't know, I guess just like any, any newness that's been coming up, if you have anything. That's a really, really great question. I actually think more than newness, it's been a deepening into what is, like the practices that are, um, and clarity around the knowing, more clarity around the knowing now. And that's really interesting. I think, you know, going like having the spiritual practice, it kind of like stopping just for survival for three to four months and then coming back into it. What's really cool is that I'm not learning it again. In fact, if anything, like the proficiency feels deeper. And so um, leaning into that and like allowing the messages to come through, like my body's in a more relaxed state now. My mind is in a more relaxed state. It seems like the messages are coming through louder and more clearer, but I think it's because I was in such a tight state before that I wasn't seeing them. And so maybe more just a realization of like what my body and mind and the state it needs to be in so that I can receive. Because um, even when we don't ask, the messages are coming through all the time, right? And mm -hmm. it's having the capacity to be open to it when they are just feels deeper now. It feels so much deeper. I just got a really cool visual while you were talking was like, so in my experience with my challenge and the like cycle of depression and hardship and heartache and all the, all of the things of the past few months, um, the signs were all there, but I didn't feel them. Yeah. And you know what I, what just kind of clicked as you were talking was like, I didn't feel them because I forgot that I was them because I was so like, when you're in the pain, it's so easy with our suffering to become so one about life. And I even remember like when I was in the depth of it, I was just like, like, what's the point of living? Why am I here? Like what? And it's so I and me and I'm in this pain and what am I doing here? And I, I like forget for a moment that it's so large and beyond just me and I. And I feel like when I was in that, in the trenches, like I remember I talked with you, we were on FaceTime when I was in one of my lowest points and we're cracking up and, you know, having a great time. I'm so grateful that you called that day. You just, I love how much we can feel one another's energy from across the country. Um, but I remember I was laying there in my bed and out the window, I had just happened to flip over at the perfect time and I saw a shooting star and it was such a message and I didn't feel it in the way that I normally would and I remember it was like a full moon and I was laying there after we got off the call and I was like I could see the the light and the shadows of the full moon across my body and I was looking at them and I'm like reminding myself I'm like I know I can't I literally said out loud I'm like I know I can't feel it right now but I know that this is doing something <laughs> and same thing with like the the shooting star and all these signs I was like reminding myself I'm like you'll remember soon like you'll remember what this feels like um but so often when we're in the pain of life we forget that we are connected we forget that we are 
you and I are like, I mean, the fact that we went through such a depth, depthy cycle at the exact same time, and I know many others did, it's like we are all collectively going through it. And pain is so relative, I believe, too. And, you know, like we're all my thing is different than your thing, but it's all the same, totally. I believe, you know, in some way. And the more we can see that, the more we can like, like our hearts are one, our heartbeats become one and we can continue to like grow and heal, not just ourselves, but all the others around us, heal the earth, heal the, heal the world, heal the universe. <laughs> it's you know? so true. That is so beautiful. And because I think that one of my biggest learnings coming out of that, you know, yours was a depression cycle and mine was an anxiety cycle. Um, and it was, they were both triggered by big life events for each of us. And um, being in it and realizing that we're such communal, we're such a communal species. Um, and the world is like, earth is communal and we're all connected. And like, I could not have survived this without you. I could not have survived this without my community. And like remembering that we're a part of a whole instead of like, we are this isolated unit that has to, that has to get through something. Mm -hmm. That's a really yeah. big thing. I, I so agree. I'm, I'm so grateful for you too. Um, and you know, I was, I was actually journaling about it the other day because I was sitting every morning I've been going into my grandma's little herb garden and I just kind of meditate for a while and listen to the birds. And I was like, wow, like the birds are just, you know, they just are here for the morning song. Like they're just, they're just here. That's just what they do. They're not like, hmm, should I sing today? Like, should I show up? Like, that's just, it's just nature like they're just a part of nature and I think the more that we can do that within ourselves like allow that within ourselves um it's like so we're self-healing and then like we we grow that love within us um and like getting to know ourselves and what is our true nature and how we show up in the world and then it's like I don't know I just I think it just naturally releases pain it naturally re releases that suffering that like the who am I and what am I doing and whatever and it's just like I just am I'm just here I'm just here singing my song today like and that's all I need to be doing um oh. and even listening to the bird reminds me like you're talking about the communal thing like we have community in everything around us like it's not just I mean humans are it's so important to have human connection and when you ever, whenever I feel lost, like, or, you know, even disconnected, and I do, I'm very grateful that you are a person I can call on literally for anything. Um, but, you know, like, there are times when I'll still get off the phone from you, and I would still be feeling a little down. And then I'm like, okay, what else do I have here? And then I'm like, okay, the birds, the birds remind me that, you know, life goes on, the birds remind me that like responsibility doesn't have to feel like a burden, the birds remind me, you know, all of these things of just like what it means to be alive in such a simple way. I think that like, as humans, we we make things so complex. Um, but really, it's just simple connection. It's simple remembering and reminding us that like, life is so much greater than our pain and this pain in this moment and it's going to get it's going to get lighter. Yeah, that is so beautiful. That um quote that says like no feeling is final has gotten me through some dark ass time because I'm like okay, this is what I feel now but it's not what I'm going to feel forever. And oh, what a reminder of that. Thank you. Yeah, that's so so good and so true. It's I mean, and it the, I think the hard thing for me is like 
in the past with my cycle with depression, it would normally be like, I'd have a really down day. And because I allowed myself to go down then the next day, I'd have a really up day. And they were all these like jaggedy ups and downs. And this time I was like, I'm going to really get to know my depression. I'm going to go slow with it. But it lasted a lot longer than I normally would because I was going through it with curiosity and I was just allowing it to go. Um, but similarly to what you were saying was like, it it's going in without this like expectation or this need to be like, okay, tomorrow's going to be brighter and like, I'm okay now and whatever. And to just be like, I'm just going to be here in it and just feeling it right now. It feels so healing. I agree. I, it takes the rush out of it. Mm-hmm. And and I remember like saying that quote to myself in those moments to say like, I'll get out of it in my time, you know, or when you're happy, you're like, I'm so present right now because no feeling is final. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful when you can be present in the pain too, like we were talking about. Great. It's so true. You get to know yourself yeah. in very different ways. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Um, okay, so tying that all in together, do you have any, any like, I feel like a lot of the practices that you're doing are similar to what you mentioned at the end of our last podcast. So I love to offer um, any tools and tips and tricks and, you know, ways that people may tap into their intuition, tap into the art of asking. Um, I know you kind of, you talked about doing your journaling practice and meditation. Is there anything else or any, any like, guidance for people who are maybe just starting or curious about this too? Yeah, I would say start by asking. Like really, if there's a question or if you feel a pull, ask ask the question. Um, and, and then I love what you said about like, just listen. Just listen, because the clarity will come and it's going to come in a way that's so specific to you. So going by anyone else's <laughs> way of receiving will feel so different. But when you figure out what that is for you, it is so beautiful, but you'll only figure it out by like trying and asking, you know? Mm-hmm. And so to ask the question and then just like breathe into it and hold space to listen. Yeah. You just reminded me of the the practice of patience too. Yes. Patience being so important because we don't always like we're we're meant to receive the answers whenever we're meant to receive the answers, if ever, you know. And so we may ask a question. There's times when I get a little antsy with a question. I'm like, all right, I'm over that one. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> um, it's just fine too. But I think uh, something I've been deepening into with the art of asking is like, you know, I, it, sometimes it's even asking, what am I meant to be asking right now? Like, Absolutely. you know. <laughs> Um, or just being still if there is like one big part of my life I'll I'm I've become less specific with it too and I just am like okay there's this there's this thing I don't even know what to ask around it but like I need some help or some love or guidance on this right now oh my gosh that is so beautiful asking for what to ask I love that (laughs) hey um I need help asking what to ask (laughs) anyone out there (laughs) do you do you still receive in um signs of nature and everything too or totally i mean no birds have flown into my face yet but they still fly really close um there's an eagle that flies around here bald eagle that is so special um yeah through nature through uh, like a hearing 
for sure. Sometimes visions. I mean, and I think we all have those gifts. Maybe one's like innately stronger than the other, but I actually truly believe we have the ability to kind of bring them all together. I so agree. So I know we have a few more minutes. Do you have anything else for our listeners? Any final love notes or final thoughts? Anything that you'd like to share? Why did I pause so long? I felt like something was coming through. And then I like- I went, saw something coming through. <laughs> I feel like there's like a, the um, what's coming through is really to make space to listen. I, I don't know why this is coming through, but I think one of your listeners is going to get really, like going to get a powerful message. And there's an ask that needs to be made or that the, the angels are like, just ask, ask it, ask it, ask it, ask it. Because it's coming anyway. But if you ask it, you're going to learn how to listen to your intuition. And I'm feeling that for somebody very deeply right now. So whoever mm -hmm. is listening, who needs to hear that message? <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Intuitively. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Hannah. Seriously, such a joy as always. Um, and I will end with a short poem. This one came up recently. I don't know why, but it's uh, I wrote about two years ago. It's short and sweet uh, and just, you know, something that I've been feeling very guided by. Um, so it's called Letting Go. Raced by winds of worry, I run through fields of rain, standing in the present, letting go of pain. With nothing but a whisper, the flowers sing to me. Hold your hand out, darling. Let your heart be free. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Hannah, for your giggles and divine wisdom. You always have a way of just flooring me with such potent words. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed, and we will see you at the next new moon.